Welcome to Darren Woodson's show. Uh, we are glad that you decided to join us today. Uh, as usual, uh, Mr. Ben has some logistics to get us through, and we just want to make sure that we're showing our appreciation for all of those that spent the time rating, reviewing, sharing, downloading. Yeah, uh, It's you guys that uh, really give us the, the encouragement to keep this thing going and, and provide the best content possible. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. We, we do this every week. We, we try to give or, or read reviews because, again, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to write something nice about what, what this podcast means to you. Uh, and like Tyler said, leave us, leave us some advice. Who do you want to hear from? What, what stories do you want to hear? What topics do you want to hear? Um, but the fact that you guys take time out of your day and review the show is awesome, and we appreciate it. And the way this thing is going to grow is you guys sharing it with each other, sharing it with your best friends. If you find some sort of value, if you liked an episode, share it with somebody. For every single episode that you found value from, share it with that many people. Or, or 100 people or whatever. Um, and a lot of you guys are doing that, and we really, really appreciate it. So wanted to read a couple of reviews. First review is from Jay Brunson, 88. Actually, he leaves his name at the bottom. So Joshua from Amarillo, Texas. Nice. West Texas. Yeah. He's probably, well, no, Hey, Ben probably lumped that into the hometown challenge. Amarillo, <laughs> West Texas, it's the same exactly. thing. Same thing as Abilene. We, we've said it before, if you're not from Texas, but anything west of Weatherford is considered Abilene, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's only fun, funny if you know Texas. But Jay Brunson, 88, Joshua from Amarillo said, glad I found y'all. I love the Tyler Clutch show with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I love the Tyler Clutch show with Ben. I'm glad they brought Daryl Woodstock on board to share yes. perspective. I love this guy of the old folks who wear depends and cast social security checks. Hey, love this guy, Joshua hey, from Amarillo. That's the funniest review we've ever had. But it's, there's more. All kidding aside, Woodson is one of my favorite heroes. Favorite episode by far was Schick's story. Yes. It would be a pleasure to hear whatever story that guy has to tell. We're going to have him on again yes, one of these days. no doubt. Yeah, Keep no up doubt. the great work. Uh, if you don't know the Schick story, I believe that was episode three. So Darren's story was episodes one and two, and then we had Jake Schick, a former U.S. Uh, Marine, who's got an unbelievable story. So and go back and listen. We're somehow going to get that thing produced, get, get into a movie. Because yeah. well, he's, he's already a movie star. I know he's a movie star, but his story, because yeah, li no literally sitting in the, the studio, listening to him tell that story, I remember going through and I'm like, I like forgot I was in there and I'm seeing all yeah. this stuff happen and I'm seeing the explosion happen and then him get surrounded by the enemy forces. I'm like, dude, this is, yeah. this is yeah. a movie for sure. That was awesome, man. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, that, and the crazy thing is, is that, you know, Jake has so many other stories. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, I mean, he just he just gave us a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to have him on again because we were so young at that point when he came on. We didn't have a yeah. whole lot of listeners at that yeah. point. Yeah, Ben uh, Ben didn't know how to use a microphone at that point. <laughs> He's got a real. I didn't sense. know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Next review, we always say, "Hey, it doesn't have to be you know a lot of words. You don't have to write a, a novel. Just just make it short and sweet." And Grump eighty eight took our advice on that one. Great Good. stories. <laughs> He says, love hearing the inspirational stories. That's Good it. Stuff. That's awesome. That's, That's it. Good. That's all we need. I love yeah. it. Uh, run underscore dad says, great entertainment. If I was able to get more. Oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry. Reading's a little bit hard for me. <laughs> if I was. Oh, no, I read it right. But it should be something. It should say something else. Sorry, run dad. Typo. 
If I was able to give more than five stars, I would. Love the show, love the topics, love the insight, and you three are great together. Please keep doing what you're doing. And then the last one is from Cole Paget. Darren, do you know Cole Paget? No, I don't. Okay. Episode 26, Life Change. Do you know what episode 26 is, Darren? Mm, no, I got to look at my phone figure out. Man, does anyone know what episode I do. 26 is? I do. Because you're looking at it right yeah. now. Yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that, that, was very, that was the last roundtable episode where you shared your story about your brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he said, Darren's story hit me hard. I was shaking, holding back my emotions. I have never experienced anything like that, but hearing your story has changed my mindset. When I get in little arguments with my family, I'm just going to back down because I know there's a lot worse going on than what we are arguing about. Then Tyler Klutz, your viewpoint on your faith and religion has made me less worried and scared of death because I know if I follow your mindset at the end of my life, I will be happier and more peaceful. Go ahead. That's yeah. a really good oh, review awesome. until this last yeah, sentence. Check last out this last sentence. <laughs> ben Gibbs, you're great too. <laughs> hey, Cole. Cole, I love that review. You, you could have left that last part out. <laughs> I didn't need that pity, that pity compliment. <laughs> Man, I guess I got to start say, saying some more heartwarming and, and life-changing things, man. Oh, you do, man. And that's... Ben <laughs> gives you great Look, that's, that's funny. That's totally funny. But here's you know here's the reality. And I think anybody listening to the show knows this, right? Like, Ben is obsessed with understanding how to frame things um, for people to provide great content, right? He really asks the, the, the posing questions... Because he genuinely wants to understand how great people tick. And I'm not saying I'm great. I mean, we all know Darren's not great. But like, <laughs> but but genuinely, and so really, I mean, if y'all saw what Ben did behind the scenes, it's it's insane for this oh, show. But, but yeah. also on the show, driving it, right? Like, one, he's driving conversation. He's driving all that. But like, he asks, like, if you listen to the questions that Ben asks, like, they're very deep questions that pose a lot of thought provoking conversation. It is really like you, Tyler. He actually does his freaking homework. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all are true. Hey, well, I appreciate it. Tyler. Thank you. <laughs> Enough of this lovey dovey. That was a great review. Thank you guys. Please leave more reviews. Um, but I got a question for you too. What is the most expensive or the craziest Team dinner story you've ever been a part of in your career? Dude. Team dinner. Uh, or crazy story. Either the most expensive bill you ever, or both. What's the most expensive bill you ever saw? Yeah, you dinner? ever have any like credit card roulette stories or, or anything like that? No, we, you know what? Back then we didn't. I can tell you this. I think my rookie year, there were... I think we, we I can't even say it all. I can't say it because I'll incriminate our <laughs> But hey, you've already admitted to felonies on this show. He was, before. Hey, uh, he was, no. he was in year X. Um, so yeah. go ahead. Ted. So we had, I was take, playing for team X and uh, <laughs> we had to take our veteran players out at training camp. And we used to have to go to Papa Do's and then we do some other things. Yeah. 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 Right? Why Papa Do's? And, 
my rookie year, the bill had to be over four, three thousand, about four thousand. But mm-hmm. our first round pick, Kevin Smith. How many people are we talking? How many people are we talking? We're talking about twelve. Okay, twelve and a four thousand dollar bill. And all the rookie, our rookie, we had a large rookie class that was all CD. So you always went out in, in with your group, right? Yeah. So if Tyler were there, it'd be his fullback. All the fullbacks, if he would take off, you, all, you the, mean, all one of them. You mean my, you mean myself at Denny's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, twelve DVs and one fullback on our roster. Yeah, exactly. So we had about five, five or six guys that actually got drafted that year. Yeah, defensive back, like five guys that got drafted. So we all had to pitch in, and it was according to how much you took on the bill. Was the first round pick? He had the bulk of the bill. The second mm-hmm. round pick was myself. I had. So much I had to take care of. So we just divvied it up that way. But it was, you know, think about it. I'm 22 years old, coming out of college. I hadn't spent any money. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know. I never had any money. To yeah. spend. So now the little check that I do. Well, it was a nice check. I'm like, I said, a little. But I, first time I ever How, how much was but, it? Be but, honest. How much was it? No, I, I, no, yeah, no, 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 Darren, I'm, I got you back. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, but, but relative, doesn't matter if your bank account, but you're so used to saying, like, Y'all, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to Applebee's. That's too expensive. Yep. Like I can't. I can't. I still go have that there. mindset. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. Then you go like, and, and that was new to me too. Like I can't. I'm not going to spend seventy dollars no, for a steak. No. You're exactly. tripping. Yeah, that's, that's not crazy. even including the, my drink. That's not including my uh, sides. Crazy. Yeah. 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 So I get but it. You I get know it. What my mindset yeah. Was, right? yeah. Yeah. No I'm doubt. Fifty bucks to me. Well, I was like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bought four or five people fifty bucks. Yeah. But so. We go out and, and I had to cut. I didn't bring my cat. I didn't bring my. <laughs> I didn't bring my money. It happens quite a bit. We it happens more often than on. you believe. Hold, hold, hey, hold just, on. Hey, just, hey, just, just patting himself down. Ah, <laughs> forgot my wallet, guys. <laughs> Pause the story. Pause the story. Me and my buddies in college, we had that, that was a running joke. That's the first thing we would say when we got in the car. Ah, I forgot my wallet. Uh, and, and, yeah. and, and how you knew who your buddy was is whoever first said, hey, I got you, bro. Don't worry about it. It was a running yeah. joke. So yeah, you were that guy that, quote unquote, forgot your wallet. I was I was that dude that didn't bring cash to the to the party. So anyway, we all had to put the bill. And Kevin Smith, first round pick, dude. I'll never forget this. Kevin Smith footed my part of the bill. I had to pay him back, but he didn't he didn't rat me out. He didn't say anything. He just ate it. Mm. He ate <laughs> it, dude. And I was like, and, and paid for everybody's stuff. That's a good buddy. Mm-hmm. Do you still talk to him to this day? Puppet dog too sick. I hope you still talk to him this day because of that. Every other day, man. Which, by the way, we haven't mentioned the reason Darren sounds a little bit quieter. He's on FaceTime right now. And if this is your first episode listening, Darren was actually diagnosed with coronavirus. Go back and listen to last week's episode. Uh, So we have to socially distance from Darren. But back back to the show. So, so dinner stories is, I don't have any crazy ones. I was never a part, even the year after I left. So, uh, Zeke and Dak and all their first year, that was the one at Nick and Sam's when it got like crazy. And there was like 20, oh, yeah. 20 plus thousand dollar bill for all the rookies. Yeah. That was a, uh, I mean, that was no, no, no. He was home making soup when he cut his hand. He was cutting carrots, <laughs> making soup. Remember that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that was. Yeah, okay. Um, but, <laughs> but so we did, and you mentioned that like, you know, my group would hang out so because I was a lone ranger, right. Is 
the the running backs would kind of tag along. We went with Tony and Witten, and we would do Nick and Sam's in, in uh, Uptown Dallas every Thursday night. So we'd watch Thursday night football. Tony would always get a table. Well, so it would rotate who would pay for it, but Tony would always bring a lot of extra people, right? Like, so his mm-hmm. his brother in law is is Chase Crawford, who's who's an actor. He's on the Amazon series Boys. He was in Gossip Girl back in the day. Great dude. Whenever he's in town, he's coming. His cousin Andy. If 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 you're in Dallas and you have anything to do with the Cowboys, you know Andy, right? Everybody you know knows Andy, Andy. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then his other buddy, who is an attorney, and then his agent would come, and and there was all these people that would come, and it was a blast. It seriously was so fun. But the check would rotate, right? And it always seemed like the the, the football guys would usually pick it up. Uh, so it, I'm just like, I'm there every week, and I'm like, when is it going to be my turn? When is it going to be my turn? When is it going to be my turn? There was one week, and this is, this is me being a cheap ass. One week, there was only like five of us there. <laughs> oh, it's me. I'll do it, guys. I'll do it. It's me. It's me. I got it. I got it. <laughs> so my bill, my bill was only like fifteen hundred bucks or two thousand. But like, I mean, when Nick and Sam's did it, oh Thursday, we got so up. spoiled. Oh my oh, gosh, yeah. because because it was Tony, they would bring all of the appetizers, so the whole table would be full of. They call them damn good fries. They're French fries. They're out of this world. Best fries on the planet. So French fries and sushi and pizza because Tony always had to have pizza. Like they'd specially make a pizza. Nick for Tony. and Sam's makes Nick pizza. And, I, I didn't know that, but they did. So pizza and then like the the wagyu beef sliders and like, mm. I mean all I mean literally the table is completely full. And then they'd bring out like steak and stuff like that. But it was holy smokes, it was the best thing ever. But yeah, my my little cheap uh, cheap self. <laughs> like dips dips. dips. <laughs> did y'all it? did y'all have the buddies hey, with that- the mirror? Samir oh yeah oh yeah Samir oh yeah absolutely Samir is there hey those guys are phenomenal hey, next time we shout you out phenomenal. you better be paying us well well here's the deal here's the deal yeah no uh the hometown challenge that is still in question where these numbers actually ended up at because Ben conveniently controlled this whole process and wouldn't let Darren or I get on it. But Darren and I lost the hometown challenge, so we've got to buy Ben dinner. So I, I, my vote is Nick and Sam's. Any excuse to go there, I think we do it. Uh, I ain't gonna fight you on that. Did you guys ever have buddies who y'all would y'all would go out to eat together and they're ordering everything on the menu? They're getting drinks. They're getting, and then all of a sudden at the end they want to say, "Let's split the check evenly." Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I still have friends that do that. Like yeah. with the appetizers. It's like I'm getting like a salad and this dude wants me to pay forty bucks yeah. for that. You know what though? Let me ask you this. Is that etiquette? Is that etiquette? That's a great invited, question. To be invited. Like you're invited to dinner. Uh I got here's a better one. Yeah. If you're invited to some to uh, a couple, let's say a couple is having a birthday. Someone's having a birthday party, right? Yeah. And uh, let's say Tip's having a birthday party and Tyler invites us. Are we paying? What's the etiquette? Are we paying? I think the husband, I think, I think, yeah. I think if we invite you to come celebrate her birthday, we should be paying. If you I'm, should be paying. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. If, I, if okay. I'm paying, I'm all of a sudden, something come up. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, but I won't but, be. There. I mean, I'm just wondering. <laughs> hey, hey, Whitney, Whitney, where's Ben? It's your birthday party. Where's Ben? Yeah, something came up. Yeah. Something came up. <laughs> hey, I got. You know what? Guys? That's a great question. Dinner etiquette. Let's. Let, we got to hash this out because this is important stuff. Yeah, go. 
I'm just curious, man, because I'm not sure if what the etiquette is in those type of situations. If I, if I, because I always feel like if I'm inviting you guys mm-hmm. to something that's some somewhat of a celebration, celebration, yeah, yeah, then it should be on me because I'm inviting you to this. Is that right? in question though? Yeah, to me yes. that's common sense. Yeah, well, I, no, so what's hard? No. Yeah, what is kind of awkward because we've we, this has happened to us. People will invite us. Like we wouldn't just go to like a five star steakhouse like on a Tuesday night, like just You're to right. do it, right? Get a babysitter, do all this stuff, and go. And if you were like, okay, we're gonna invite you, we'd love, and then like, okay, we we're gonna split this. It's like, uh, okay. That's yeah, fine. no, no. You know that, what I mean? Like, that's, and, and there's gra- that. that's grounds for dismissal. And as a my and my my uh, like knee jerk reaction all the time is I want to pay for it either way. Like I'm gonna, yeah. I, I'm all I just want to, um, right. and so it, that's just kind of default. But here's here's the other question: is why is it so awkward? It really to me is always awkward if you do that and someone's like, oh no, we're just gonna split it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know that, like, first second, like, you're waiting to see how everyone's going to do it, and who's going to be right. the first one to say, like, oh, no, we're going to split a separate check, separate check. And then, like, there's always that first, like, there's that initial, like, huh. that's See, that's a better question to me, is you're just going out to eat with buddies. Yeah. What's the etiquette there, to your point, to what you're saying right here? Yeah. Do you split the check if you're all going out to eat, or does somebody just pick up the tab? Bloody pins. What does it depend on? No, I, I think there's a lot that depends. Like, if we're just going out to have lunch, right, then you just pick up your own. Like, we're, we're at work, and we're going to, to, to go have lunch. But, I, I, but honestly, I, I do feel this way. I, I, a lot like what Tyler just said. I always feel like like it's probably, like, I don't know. I feel like I need to pick up. The- <laughs> See, okay, so here's – that's the problem, like, Darren. Why would that be, Darren? But that's the, that's the problem, right, is that's ingrained in certain people because – like okay, you came from nothing, right? And right. then and then you made made something of yourself. You had disposable income. People now expected you to pay for everything. Exactly. And honestly, and no fault to like my family and my friends. Like and and Tiffany, thank God, like she kind of regulated. She's like, okay, hey, tell you what, you pay for your flight to get out here. We're not paying for that. You stay with us, but we'll pay for food. We want to treat you while you're out here. So she's like really good about laying the ground rules up front and like this is what's going to happen. But it's 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 awful because even like I look at Tony, right? Tony is one of those guys that loves being around people, but like I feel so sad because it's expected that he pays for it. And like for you, I'm sure for a long time, if people are with Darren, it's expected that Darren's going to pay for it because he's got more money or he's got this. I guess it's, and that's not fair. I think that's messed up. I think it still should be split. Like just because you have it doesn't mean you owe me a meal. Now, when you're in the office and you're like, Hey Tyler, you want to go grab lunch? Uh, Don't tell Ben. And I'm like, (laughs) Hey, I packed lunch. You're like, no, 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 let's still go. Then I'll be like, all right, if I'm going to go, you're buying like right. yeah, but you. <laughs> I guess it's an unwritten social rule, though. That I don't know. You just your default in your mind is well. This dude makes way more money than me, so he can, he, he can he can pay for it. <laughs> See, because Ben's Ben's well, also is, the guy. The token is, the token when the check comes. I got he, alligator arms he, real he, quick. Hey, no, no, no. He does the like like. All right, I don't know if he's reaching for his wallet or he's gonna fart, but he's lifting up one cheek, kind of reaching, like wants you to see it. So the no, 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 I got it. He's like, "Ah, oh, you sure? Okay." That, Never that, really uh, reached, but he just gave kind of the side lane a little bit. That's why I carry a Velcro wallet because it takes me longer to get my credit card out. Uh. <laughs>
Hey, hey, welcome to the Darren Woodson Show. We settle some of life's most challenging debates. Uh, hey, so so I, I'll settle that, that question with this. Is always defer to splitting it up. Like it, sometimes as awkward as it is, just say, I'm going to split it up. Yeah. Unless you're the person that invited everybody, then pay for it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. If you're if you're hosting a let's 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 just break it out this way. If you're hosting an event and you invite people, you pay. Yeah. If you're just going out with buddies, you split it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that fair? <laughs> Look, man, if you got it, dude. I'm serious. Like I I, I I get that part of it. But sometimes if you got it, just take care of it, man. I mean, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like if you got it, because you're gonna pay it for it anyway. It's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back, dog. Yeah. yeah. I think that's just a case by case, right? Like there's people that just love doing that. Like they, they love, I've got a friend that, I mean, he endless amounts of money is not an issue. Right. And yeah. can, I, can I call his name out? No, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, <laughs> and, and honestly, it, 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 there was a point where he was that guy and he loves doing it, but it was, it started to get really hard for him. So if, if somebody offers to pay for it, he says, yeah, okay. And if someone offers, let them. So too many people do that. Oh, no, no. You, are you sure? Like, yeah, no, go ahead. You can pay. That's fine. Like, I don't owe yeah, you. Ahead, I don't owe it. you lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a case by case. Like, my heart is I want people to have a good time. I, I want to take care of it. I don't want you to think about it. Like, that's fine. And, and that's why I go out to eat with both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got Let me tell you this, though, man. When you have kids, and your kids get old enough, though. Oh. Kids get old enough. Like I got my my oldest DJ, twenty six, and he's like, he still thinks that he does well, but he still thinks he's on the reservation when we go out to eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Well, let's go out. Let's go out to eat. He'll say, Yeah, let's go out to eat. And I'll meet you. That's, that's, that's. Anyway, I'm in California one time. He's in LA. I go to I'm out going out to lunch with him, and he's like, Yeah, meet me here and do this and this and that. And we get there, and I sit down. And I'm like, All right, you know, we're eating and all that. End of, end of lunch. He's looking at me he's like, you got this right? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> We're in your city. You're paying. So at what age, at what age, when they leave the house, when they're 18, they start paying? No, when they got their own. Yeah. yeah. Hey, for them to hey dad, dad, back. my money is my money. Your money is also my yeah, money. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That's the money. All Man, right, so I think that's, that's good. a that's a good transition, right? Like in in, Is in it investing <laughs> investing into other people if you have the means and resources, like investing in other people. Today we're going to talk about um, something that's I really been important to me and something that I've been really aware of. And I actually just this week spoke to a group of interns um, that uh, were here in Dallas with a group, and they were learning, you know, how to how to uh, assess businesses and and where to you know, where to make investments, how to understand the market. Uh, but it was more that the story was more about um, how you treat people and what you do and really investing your time into relationships because, because the important thing is, is you never know when those things go back around. Now I say that I say investing in relationships. And then I just said, cause it all goes around. It's really important that we look at investing in relationships from a pure perspective and a selfless perspective and not from, I'm going to do this because someday he's going to owe me mm-hmm. and he's going right. to, he's going to do something. There's a, there's a, a so my journey. And, and again, we've talked about it probably more than I, I want to on this show. And so there's, but there's all these points, but there was one thing that really I learned at an early age in my football career that it's not always up to me. 
and and actually very rarely is it in my control completely, right? You can work, you can prepare, you can be ready for the opportunity when it presents itself. But there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of people that it takes to actually make something happen. In my in my case is, and I've mentioned this before, but there was a scout for the Houston Texans who was a long snapper at Fresno State. Uh, I went to Fresno State, and it was not because of of what I did on the field. It's not what, because of uh, how good I tested. It was not how strong I was, all those things. It was because a relationship that I had with that person. And actually it wasn't even necessarily with him. It was relationship with people that he was close with because I had a relationship with them and I was, and I was a genuine person and I was nice and I was kind and all those things, right. That you're supposed to be because I was nice to them. They, they referred me to the scout who then called a coach and it got me ultimately an opportunity to play fullback in the UFL had nothing to do with what I did on the field physically. It was because I, I was a, you know, hard worker, uh, a great, person a leader for my special teams coach whose wife was my agent who was close with his scout that was it that was the only the only reason that i ever got the opportunity truly to move to fullback in the ufl and then launch my career you know following that as a fullback in the nfl because that my reputation because of a relationship was strong enough for someone to actually vouch for me and so this this is when you're and you're in business, whether you're you know high school, college, out of college, invest in relationships because those relationships are what really truly create opportunities down the road. You never know when you're going to partner with someone on a business. You never know when you're going to need them as a client. You never know if they're gonna their kids are going to be friends with your kids and they're going to be. Influ- I mean, there's so many scenarios that relate investing in relationships, being a genuine person, and very, being very conscious how you treat people will always ultimately come back and affect your future. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Ben. Well, that, that, I think that's a great point. And, you know, I think of you know, the phrase, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Yeah. And you hear that all the time. And that's especially true in business. How many times have we, you know, been up against somebody on a, you know, on a proposal or whatever, and the person that ends up winning had a relationship previously with the client? And so you think about those scenarios, but you know what, honestly, I, I went into this cause I knew that's what we were going to talk about. I went into this thinking about the way you phrased it, Tyler, which is, you know, when it comes back around and, and that side of building relationships. But the other thought that's going through my head right now is the need as people for community yeah. mm-hmm. and the need as people for relationships. And so, yeah, I think, I think the initial thought, correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler, coming into this was how do those relationships end up coming back around and, and, and helping you and furthering your career, but also in the moment of just genuinely knowing another person and genuinely investing and caring about somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where, for some reason that just popped into my mind was that aspect yeah. of relationships of just the, the, the effect of just truly knowing somebody yeah. and really investing and, in, and, in, and I have a story about this, uh, and we don't have to continue down this road if this is not what you guys. No, no want. this is it. This is no, exactly, no, this is exactly no. what I'm saying. I, I, know, I know there's someone in your personal life that, that, that that's an ACU who I could tell you took the time to nurture the relationship. And who's a uh, name? Give me his name. Phil Boone. Biggest money ra- raises money. Yeah, for Phil Boone. 
Phil Boone. Yeah. Phil Boone is a guy, I mean, instantly when we start talking about nurturing relationships, I've known Phil Boone for, I bet he once, really, and then talked to him on the phone a couple of times. There is no better person in this world that builds relationships better than Phil Boone. No, he's the best. He's the best. And he nurtures those relationships. He's even reaching out to me, and I feel back that and reach back out to him. Yeah, what a, a sorry dude. dude. It's pretty typical of you, yeah. Darren. People expect <laughs> exactly. that now. But, man, I think, Ben, you just talk about, you know, who's the person that he is. Talk about Phil Boone, man. Yeah, no, I will. And, and that's – sorry, Phil, that I actually wasn't thinking about you. Uh, but <laughs> no, I'll run down that, that, and then, and then I want to get back to, to what I was originally getting at. Um, but no, but Phil Boone, so he's the father of one of my best friends, uh, in seventh grade, I, I, I made friends with a guy named Jason Boone and Jason and I have been best friends since seventh grade. I don't, I don't know how many years that it's a long time, but it's me, him, and then a, a couple of other buddies from Abilene and his dad, his name is Phil Boone, who we're talking about raises money for Abilene Christian University. And when I say he raises money, we're talking raises more money than anybody has ever done so for the university because of these relationships that Darren's talking. He invests in people better than anybody. He knows everybody mm-hmm. and he invests in it. It's not, yeah. he doesn't know people just for what he's going to get out of it to what yeah. you're talking about it's earlier, genuine. Tyler. He, he's genuinely investing in people to see yeah. how can I help this person but also, how can, through me helping this person, how can they then turn around and help a generation of, of students yeah. in the future? And so he, mm-hmm. to your point, yep. Darren, he is one of the best relationship builders and genuinely caring about people. And I think that's why he's so, I know that's why he's so good at it is because he genuinely cares. He's not right. thinking that, yes, obviously everything we do has a, a selfish aspect to it. It's the percentage of selfishness of right. that, that you're doing it. And his is very low, thinking about himself. Yeah. Very, very low. Yeah, you make me feel like a jerk for what, saying what I said, so thanks for that. Um. <laughs> but, what I, but what I was actually going to say, the route, again, that just popped in my head of just the genuine need for community. And that's why we're in yeah. cities, right? That's yeah. why we've built c- cultures and, and, and cities is because we have this longing to be near yeah. one another. And we have this longing to connect with another human being I think it's survival because you're better in numbers, but I also think it's there's something about knowing the safety in not only physical survival, but the mental survival of this life. Yeah. And the ups and the downs and the and the you can listen to anything you want to listen to and hear any TED talk you want. And that's great, but if you don't have a personal relationship with other people, and this is all through audio. It's not as deep, in my opinion. It's the difference is 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 one is a relationship that is mutually beneficial, and the other is a lecture, right. which one person is benefiting yeah. from. Mm. And right? those are great. And hopefully, yeah, absolutely, that's there's, a, there's yeah. a place for both. Hopefully, that's what sure. this podcast is for some people. Is is they listen to this, they're inspired to do something, they go do. That's it. right. But my what I want to say, and, and Darren, I didn't bring this up before, but you're that guy for me, Darren. Now I have many of them, but you're one of those guys for me. Of a genuine, true connection, a relationship that goes way, way beyond anything that I could ever provide for you or that you could provide for me. It's a true longing for friendship, longing for like, we've been through things that just make us closer. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, we've done things because of our history together that 
the reason is, is because of the investment that we made in each other. And so I think about the story, Darren, just this week. In fact, this is a timely, uh, a, a timely time, timely time, timely, <laughs> timely time. <laughs> English is hard. This is a timely story because of, and, and I don't know, Darren, are you still there? Can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, your, your video is, it says poor connection, but as long as we can still hear you. Way to yeah. break the emotional. I was about to start crying here and, and pouring out my heart and technology's failing us. But anyway, Darren and I had a conversation this week and we, you know, we talk, we're so strong in the quote unquote strong in the show. We, we talk about, Hey, here's your mindset when you face things and you just keep doing it and you gotta be, you know, all this good stuff. That's great. But every now and then I know you guys are the same because of the conversation, the relationship we have every now and then you're just tired, man. Yeah. You're just, you're just mentally beat. And, and it's something that it hits you out of nowhere. Sometimes it didn't, I wasn't aware of it until Darren and I started talking. So I, I call him on a Thursday morning. This is literally just this last Thursday. And we're sitting there talking and for whatever reason, I just get super emotional and, and, and I'm just tired of, of the continuous fight and the continuous trying to be strong. And it's just bubbling up inside and I never released it to anybody. And, but because of the relationship I had with Darren, I felt safe in that moment to share with Darren what was going on in my mind. And it was a complete shift. Honestly, this was a life. I'm not being dramatic when I say it was a life changing moment, Darren, because I have never really done that in my life. I, I've never, I don't usually verbalize things despite what this podcast might, might say. I usually don't talk about what's going on in my head. And so in that moment, because of our relationship, I felt it was, it was necessary to not to burden you, but to put that, take that off of my chest and just help me carry this load, Darren, mm -hmm. this, this mental load I've been carrying for weeks and months. And, and you've got to have people like that in your life. Hopefully your yeah. wife is like that or your husband or your spouse, but best friends are like that. Brothers, parent, whoever it is for you. There has to be somebody in your life, and that was such a pivotal moment because my mindset's completely different now about the situation that we were talking about because I unloaded that burden onto you, and you thankfully took that and, and, and didn't, you know, you didn't judge me. You didn't say, oh, stop being a pussy. Like, just figure it out. Like, you were empathetic in that moment, and we talked it out, and it felt so much better because of that genuine relationship we have. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. it, man. But that's you know, but you know, we're all the same, man. In that, we're all the same in that. Look, and I can I can go back on my end, uh, and and talk about like my life. When I came up, man, it was just I never had a father figure. I just never had anybody. Uh, my brothers were older than me. Uh, they went off to 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 the military or moved away when I was. Uh, coming up to high school, and my mother worked two jobs. So I didn't, you know, I just had, and it was, especially in my high school years, it was pretty much being, you know, alone in those situations. And those are those times of your life where you need a man in your life. Like, seriously. True, someone that's going to teach you how to be a man. Mm -hmm. My mother did a great job, but she, I needed a man. So I get into college and instantly meet Lovey Smith who I always bring up to, you know, bring up in these conversations because 
she was a sounding board. You talk about, you know, it was a reverse. He poured into me. Like, continuously poured into me. Not expecting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Just, he saw a young black kid that came from nothing, that had nothing, that was a Prop 48, mentally was not in a good place, and he had to turn me into something. He had to mold me into something. And just by pouring you know, words into me about being a student, showing up on time, looking the part, being, you know, those type of things, like the littlest thing that he poured into me. And I've always felt like that man took the time out of his busy-ass schedule. We know how busy those college coaches mm-hmm. are. They're recruiting. They're, they got to, you know, they're there at five, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning until late at night watching film, breaking things down. They are con- totally busy. He always took the time. And from that point on, and I was 19, 18, 19 years old when this was happening, I always felt like I needed to do the exact thing. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how do I give back. That's why I'm with C5 Tech. That's why I do so much on the charity side. Because I always feel like I need to pour back. And now let me, I'm going to give you guys a, a quick story that just happened just the other day, man. Actually, it was about three, about two months ago. So I'm in Whole Foods. And this guy walks into me, brother, black dude about my age, walks, I mean, younger than I am, about 20 years younger than I am. He walks up to me and he says, hey, man, and I may have told you guys this story. He says, thank you. And I said, thank you for what? And he says, you used to donate to the church program that I went on uh, 20 some years ago with the church, Christian Chapel, Temple of Faith. He, he went to this bill we I support personally, I would support this little program where I'd send 20 some kids to Washington, DC. Actually it was 28 kids to Washington, DC. That's my number. I remember that mm-hmm. 28 kids. And I would support the program and did it for years, 12, 10, 12 years, every year. And this kid comes up to me in Whole Foods. He says, I want to thank you for the time and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, I used, to be, I used to go to that program in Washington, D.C. And it was the first time I'd been out of the city of Dallas. Wow. This wasn't a flight. I didn't pay for a flight. This was a, a bus. Mm-hmm. That 28 kids used to go on and go visit the capital, go visit D.C. And go see the monument, go see how government works, blah, 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 blah. So long story, he says, I want to thank you, man. And I said, well, what are you doing nowadays? He says, I'm an attorney. I went to Georgetown University. I'm an attorney now. And blah, blah, blah. He goes through this whole deal. Holy and he cow. says, Dang. I can't thank you enough. And I have no idea. Like, I'm sitting there with my wife, Tiffany, and he's telling me this story. I have no idea that I personally, and it was just a monetary gift. It wasn't my time. It was a monetary gift, which my mom would be upset about. But <laughs> it was just, that was that's all it was. But that, that kid understood the impact of going on a trip to D.C. And he said he never forgot it. That's where he wanted to go back to school. That's where he wanted to be. And that's our job, man. Yeah. And it goes, this goes across racial lines. Across, it's our job pouring into people. Because someone poured into us. Mm-hmm. 
someone has truly took the time to pour into us. And if I'll be damned if we don't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for anybody that's listening right now, it's not, a, you know, again, we always talk about those things. It ain't always about us. It's not always about us. And I know I'm not perfect. I'm, I can be as selfish as they come. Just ask the wife. I can be as selfish as they come. <laughs> but when it comes to kids and it comes to future and it, it comes to education, that is our job to educate these kids man, and give them an opportunity. Yep. So I, I don't think there's another, another resource more valuable than people. And, and Ben, yeah. as you said, invest in relationships, genuinely, selflessly give to relationships. You're talking about, okay, invest in people, invest in the youth, invest in something outside of yourself. Um, and, and really, the relationship aspect, you talk about Lovey, you talk about you know, your friend's father, um, there's Bill people Bill. in my life. I mean, here's the deal, though, guys, is that they are doing that because they get something out of it, too may not be monetary, may not be material, may not be anything. But because they did that, there is something, there is something that they're receiving. I'm, I, I work with a guy right now. Literally, this is, a, this is a managing director of a Fortune 500 company. And this guy literally takes an hour to two hours a week just coaching me, talking me through things. And I've asked him, I said, what do you get out of this? Like, I'm not paying you. He goes, a relationship is mutually beneficial. It always is. And so invest in that because whatever it is, like if it's measurable or not, you're getting something out of relationships, whether it's connection in your case, right? You have someone that you can, you can be vulnerable with. You can have someone be accountable to you for that topic that you talked about. There's something that comes out of it and people highly underestimate and everybody's like, so it's such a me society and like, you know, but invest into people. Invest into relationships because you don't know what that looks like on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that as a culture, I think it's it's harder and harder that that face-to-face connection because like you said, you can watch every how-to video on YouTube. You can watch every motivational speech. You can listen to every podcast. You can do all that. But until you actually have a relationship, it's going to be a very generalized, generalized yeah. thought, right? Because they can't react to whatever you have going on in your life. And whether you're a mentor, mentee, another episode, right? Like whatever side you're on it, both parties are benefiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you were to rank ways to communicate and talking about, you know, listen to podcasts and things like that and how all that stuff's good, but the actual genuine human connection, I mean, having a one-on-one conversation or, or in our case, you know, three yeah. people in a conversation you just can't like in a in a world where technology is getting more and more, and with this coronavirus, we're starting to go more you know Zoom, remote and yeah. Zoom, and you just can't replace sitting down with another human yeah. being and having a conversation, yeah. an uninterrupted yeah. conversation. Yeah. That and that's is. why I think this show is what it is, is that it's therapeutic. Yeah, for all three three men yeah. to talk. It doesn't happen have a anymore. Conversation. I mean that. This doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Darren, we talked about it the yeah. other day. When's the last time, Darren, you sat with a buddy of yours for an hour and a half, yeah. no interruption, and just talked? I can't think of the Never. last time I did that other than this either. podcast. Yeah. And my, you know, I'm not I, calling you a buddy, though. You're not a buddy. Uh, yeah, we're, we're brothers. That. That's right. We're brothers. <laughs> 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 my, uh, my parents are, they, they've dedicated their life to, to mission work. The, the, the actual act of moving to another country and spreading the gospel to 
other people. And over the years, they've they've done been doing that for as long you know as long as I before even before I was you know born. And year after year, they'll take new people that have never done mission work into the field with them, and they'll and they'll do a mission trip you know a week or whatever. And every single time, the reaction is the same from the people that have never been before. They they say the exact same thing every time. It's I went down thinking I was going to do something for those people. I ended up coming back yes. feeling served way more than I could ever. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That is the reaction every single time. So you go into a relationship thinking how, you know, I want, I want to invest in this person. I want to serve, serve this person. person. I want to, I'm telling you more times than, than you think you end up getting way more at, and that's not why you do it, but just know there is a reason that it feels so good to serve and to invest in people. Serve generously, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we got to wrap up. Uh, want to thank you guys for joining us today. Make sure to like, rate, share with all your friends. Uh, Clovis Fresno, y'all let me down, uh, but it's not too late. <laughs> not oh, too, too late. late. Let's, let's, no, no, no. Uh, We're going to do an annual deal. Hey, I got a story, man. I got to tell a story, man. Oh, oh. I got to tell, tell a quick football story because I thought about it today before we – I'll let you wrap up. This is like the I'm movie, done, this is like the movie where the credits play and then you run back up yes. the, run back up the <laughs> stairs to sit back down because there's more movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, let me give it to you. So my buddy of mine, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember Kenny Gant. We used to call him the Shark. Cowboys, special teamer. He was a nickel guy. Do you got number yeah. 29? Yeah, I just remember you talking about it. Right if you're listening to the show, uh, you two need to do the same thing. Go on, Google up Kenny Gant, the Shark. He used to do his little shark dance the whole night, right? So I'm going to tell this quick, quick story. I thought about him today. He and I talked earlier this morning, and it just brought back these memories. So – Kenny Gant, we're playing. So Kenny Gant and I are the nickel guys. And on third down, they would call out nickel. So Kit Gant's like four years older than I am. They called out nickel, and then we had to run out on the field. You guys got me? Yeah. We're, we're Googling Kenny Gant the shark. <laughs> All right. It'll be, it would be third down or second down, and we would have to sit there, and we would look at the coaches, Dave Campo, and Dave Campbell's looking at the personnel on the other team. They brought, they bring out three wide receivers. Guess what we're doing? We're running out. They're calling nickel, nickel. He holds up five hand, five fingers. Yeah. Nickel, 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 and we run out. Right. So Gant is a damn comedian, man. Dude, he had some swag. We're watching the video right now. <laughs> Great swag. That's my dude, man. <laughs> Love you. you. Talk about you talk about a comedian and the, the fun. He would loosen up the room all the time. Just a great dude. So anyway. We used to have this competition all the time, right? Who can get out there first? Who can get out to the huddle first? So we're playing the San Francisco 49ers. This is in 92. Candlestick Park, 1992. Field is muddy. And this is for the NFC Championship game. The game is pretty much out of hand. We're winning the game. It's last quarter. It's like last couple of minutes in this game, right? And we're sitting on the sideline, Kenny Gant and I, uh, and we're racing out there every time, right? I'm 22 years old, man. Gant's got to be 26 or whatnot. We're just young kids, right? I don't know any better. I'm just excited to go out there and play. So anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there, and we're looking, and then Dave Campo says, nickel, right? And we sprint, dude. It's a, 
sprint to get out there to the huddle, right? And I'm in front of Gant. Gant dives, clips my ankle. <laughs> in the middle it's of a game, man. by the way, guys. You know, it's muddy. Like, we're past the hashes now. We're almost to the huddle, right? He, clips, he dives, he clips my ankle. I fall face first, right? <laughs> he gets up, he wins, he gets in the huddle. And we get to the huddle, and I don't know if you guys remember Kenny Norton. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Kenny Norton was Kenny Norton and James Washington were in the huddle, and they're watching us, man. And I can't, I got to tell this story. I got to say what he, because Kenny Norton looks at me and says, What the fuck? <laughs> he is the general for sure. He had that big old neck brace on, just intimidating out there. Dude, I got mud all in my helmet the whole All up on your face. <laughs> all my face. That is my dude. I had to tell that story. That's funny. We can edit out that part. No, no, no that's, that's hilarious. Amazing. That's, that's amazing. Gonna go, but that's, that's going to go viral. But that's love and life, man. That's that's a joy and ball. Like, I guarantee you all yeah. had a good game that game. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Man, that's good. Well, Darren, awesome. hopefully this is the last episode we have to do a FaceTime with you because yeah. I think I, I know you're doing much better. So oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't wait to get back in person and, and hug you and kiss you hello like we normally do. Yes. Oh, please. I, <laughs> miss, I miss you. I miss the <laughs> feel right, of your skin. All right. Thanks, brother. <laughs>